into the area. Janček, stab through, chance, shot, goal! Full stop! Unbelievable scenes at the end for the derby! Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel. Wherever you've come from, whoever you're here to support, get right behind your favourites and let's make some noise. I am Laurie Dunsire and of course I've stolen that line from the voice of Tynecastle, Mr Scott Wilson. And why have I borrowed, I should say, borrowed that line today, Mark Donaldson? Because the wonderful Mr Scott Wilson... um is hanging up his microphone at the end of the season, but is unable to do the last Hearts home game. So this will be his final home game as stadium announcer. And to be honest, Laurie, the place will just not be the same without him. It certainly will not. His voice is obviously synonymous with Heart of Midlothian and Tynecastle. And joining us, as usual, is Mr Ryan McGowan and... I'm sure it's a voice that you know very well, Ryan. You would have read your name out when you first came on. Yes, very well. <laughs> As a youngster well. at Tynecastle. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. He actually um, did my wedding as well. He was sort of oh. the MC for my wedding. So um, yes, get along very well with uh, Mr. Scott. And he's a <laughs> like Mark said, he's a, a great person to have around the club. Not only is he sort of quick witted and he does very well in the lounges, but you know, he's heavily invested in in hearts and i was delighted to see that you know he was on the program that would mean the absolute world to him because um you know he deserves some recognition for all that he's done did he drop uh you know to start the wedding off you know wherever you've come from <laughs> whichever <laughs> one of these two you've come to support i'm, I'm trying <laughs> to remember the the joke he, he had a good joke about dylan actually um oh, i can't remember it's something along with, i think dylan got something to do with him winning more derbies <laughs> No, it was like heck early or, this week. Or everyone, um, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a it was a very good one, and he did a very good job at the wedding as well. I'm sure he's a, a terrific host, and he will still be doing duties around Tynecastle. Um, yeah, we're not killing but, him off. No, but he will not be the stadium announcer. Which, well, you know, it's end of an era. Twenty. This is the. 20 years now actually 2022 since the first game in 2002 so it is it's a it's really nice that his face is on the program for this weekend's game against Ross County and hopefully the the team and the fans make it an occasion uh, worth remembering as well uh, we will talk about Hearts latest match on this week's episode of Scarves Around the Funnel Dundee United against Hart and Midlothian from Sunday afternoon we're going to talk about some of the upcoming nominees for manager and player awards. Mark and I are going to do something a little bit different in a little while. We're going to cover. We're going to, sh- so- we're going to shut up. <laughs> we're, well, uh, no, that would be too. That would be too drastic. Uh, yeah, we're well. going to um, 
cover the Youth Cup final between Hearts and Rangers. And obviously, we're this isn't going out live, so it's not going to be live coverage, but we'll do a sort of Soccer Saturday style. We're going to watch it and we're going to have a little chat about the game and about some of the youngsters that we're watching and a little bit of looking back at some of the Youth Cup finals from the past because uh, Ryan's got to head off to training shortly, so we'll fill that middle bit with something a bit different. And we'll look ahead to Ross County's trip to Tynecastle this weekend. United though still on the attack. It was really well worked that chance. They go again. Good play by Levitt. Oh, wonderful feet and Levitt scores. That's a great goal. And that is a lovely goal. It has to be said by Dylan Levitt. Just over three minutes played. Dancing through the Hearts defence. The 21-year-old for his fourth of the season. He just rolled it past Gordon. Dundee United won. Hart of Midlothian nil. Long throw towards Ginelli. Oh, lovely spin away from Ross Graham. Great play by Ginelli. Charging forward now. Ginelli into the area. Ginelli still has it. Little step over. Ginelli turns away from goal now and goes back to Atkinson. There was no one there for him. And now Ben Woodburn. Hart still in the attack though. Atkinson right across the box. It's blocked and it comes off Boyce. And Hart's are level. And it's Liam Boyce. Just his second goal in 14 matches. And they've both come against Dundee United. The home side have sat back for too long and Hearts have made them pay. And it's Liam Boyce with goal number 16 of the season. United won. Hearts won. Ball over the top by Hearts again. Looking for Ginelli in behind. Great touch, Ginelli. Goes around the keeper. And it's been coming. Yes, and Josh. Hearts had the lead. Yes, Josh. And that man deserves it. Josh Ginelli running behind once more. He did really well to take it down. Skipped it past goalkeeper Benjamin Segrist maybe a little bit of fortune in the way it came back to him but Josh Ginelli gets his fourth of the season and it's Dundee United 1 Hart of Midlothian 2 Edwards from range gets away from Boyce good feet from Edwards low shot lovely goal from Ryan Edwards and Hearts pegged back again now and it is a fantastic finish from Ryan Edwards it's his second goal this season against Hearts from a good 25 yards out low arrowed shot into the bottom left corner Gordon got a hand to it but couldn't keep it out 25 to go United 2 Hearts 2 good challenge by Haring wins it back for Hearts brilliant Peter now maybe it'll swing the other way a really open end to the game here 7.5 minutes to go Barry Mackay into the United half and now Sims on the angle goes to the shot and it's in oh it's another rocket from Sims what a finish from the Hearts substitute smashes it past Benjamin Segrist on the angle and Hearts retake the lead and it's 2-2 two two for Sims another fine finish United 2 Hearts 3 get up you donkey in McGowan <laughs> Big Ellis man absolutely superb Barry Mackay listen the the intuition that he has he sees the run before the other Sims has even made it Sims brilliant movement curls his run he does that so well and he's oh. thundered that on his left foot into the near post it's not given Ben Segrist much of a chance it's taken him by surprise absolutely brilliant from, uh, from Ellis Sims from Barry Mackay and this game has been fantastic Right let's start with Dundee United against Hart Midlothian on Sunday a sunny sunny Sunday afternoon on Tayside and before we get to the teams and what happened in the game it was one of those where pressure's off Mark you can't quite tell how it will go if it's going to be one of these where teams foots off the gas and they don't put on a show or if it actually means that they can just relax and play their football and thankfully it was the latter and although there was nothing 
on the line, really, from a Hearts perspective, it was one of the most enjoyable games <laughs> I can remember, which is quite strange considering the big games that we've had that we've won this season. I have to be honest, the first five minutes, I didn't think it was going to be enjoyable. No, that's true. that's true. They did to us what we did to them the last time we were up there. But after that, I mean, I think I put in a group chat between us, oh God, what's this going to end up? But we, we got a foothold on it. And it was thoroughly enjoyable. It, it really was. And, oh, had it not been for that pesky Ellis Sims, Gowser and I would have started this podcast this week absolutely <laughs> crowing at a two-old draw. But, uh, yeah, that pesky Ellis Sims goes and foils it for us, which we're not complaining about, of course. No, uh, it does mean I was the only one who actually predicted a Hearts win. Oh, here we go. And, here here but, we um, go. Didn't get the score right, so I'm not going to rub that in. You but were we going had... to go two-all as well. I, I was I was actually going to go two two and boys, which is what Ryan went with until he got there first. But it added some extra fun onto Hearts TV, which I think everyone enjoyed. Um, Ryan, no surprise that they made some changes to the team. Um, out went Halkett, Kingsley, Halliday, and Sims. In came Moore, McInniff, Gary McKay, Stephen, and Janelli. And uh, you, we said this last week. You kind of know this situation a little bit from where your time with Hearts in 2012, you've got these final games. Um, they've mixed the team up and it gave a few players an opportunity, didn't it? To yeah. kind of put themselves in Robbie Nielsen's thoughts because we don't know who, if, if everyone's fit, the likes of Moore, um, Gary McKay, Stephen, Janelli, McInniff will probably not be at the moment starting choices. So it's a big chance for them. And I, I thought maybe that added a little bit of an edge to the match. 100% that does. And, you know, players want to be involved in that cup final. So, you know, as much as the club is absolutely delighted to it, as a player, you're thinking, oh, it's great to be in a cup final. I don't want to be on the bench or even worse, not even be on the bench, be in the stand. And the, the way that the squad is at the moment <clears throat> with the injuries, it does give those players an opportunity to get some form, grow, you know, grab some headlines and, and really try and force their way into the, into the sort of, back end of the season and into that cup final starting 11 which is you know that's exactly what you want because you want these players that are coming back from injury not worried as such but you know trying to get back into a, a winning team and give Robbie those opportunities that he has to then think about certain players do I go on form do I go on you know he's scored so many goals in the last three or four games and um yeah exactly like what Mark says after the first five or six minutes I thought none of these <laughs> players are going to get in the starting 11 but you know, it shows you the good squad, good squad depth that they've got at the moment. And um, I think it's eight players, or you could argue eight starters out of the, the starting 11 not in it. And you can still go to fourth place, Dundee United, which is a tricky ground to play at and, and come away with the win. Indeed. Um, I mean, indeed. indeed. Welcome back, indeed. It's, 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 been a, it's been a bit of a cursed ground the last couple of meetings for Hearts in terms of injuries. I think I said in commentary when Aaron McInniff went off early on, it was about 15 minutes in. That was six injuries in space of 105 minutes at Tanadice in the space of what? Two bloody months. grass pitches. I know, <laughs> bloody grass pitches. But before that, United did start like a freight train. I probably should have scored in the opening minute. Ross Graham forgot that he was attacking a corner and not defending it and nodded it clear, thankfully, for Hearts. But um, <laughs> What's that all about? It was... <laughs> just got like it lost his bearings. But United went ahead, and probably deservedly so, even though it was a fourth minute. Dylan Levitt with a, a lovely goal. And like you say, Mark, at this stage, you're thinking, oh, this looks like a game where it's 
one side who've got a lot to play for and one side who've got nothing to play for. But, and I saw, I was kind of discussing it with a few United fans. What really surprised me that United just took their foot off the gas and tried to sit in on that lead very early on. Whereas I think their fans, and from our point of view, from from the other side, surely the best option would have been just to try and keep going at hearts. Certainly didn't know what to do. It's interesting you that you say there one side with plenty to play for, the other side with nothing to play. We've still got plenty to play for. These individuals have got plenty to play for. Josh Ginelli has taken an opportunity and it was acknowledged by the manager afterwards, his performance, his goal, that, okay, that's what we wanted from you. Keep that going and you're going to make my decision very difficult for the for the cup final. And despite thinking it was not going to be our day when they scored early doors, I think this starts at the top. This starts from Robbie Nielsen's comments. Look, we're not just going up there. We're not just going to let this season um, kind of fizzle out. It starts from the captain, Craig Gordon, and ensuring that, by the way, Craig Gordon listened to the show last week. Craig Gordon had no idea. He was listening to it on the way up to Tannadice. He had no idea that Hart's record was as bad after the split because he hadn't been at Hart's for, for most of that time. And that was part of, of kind of his chat as well pre-match. By the way, our record is absolutely woeful away from home after the split. Let's do something about that. So it's just, it's leadership from the gaffer, from the Pin skipper. Mark Donaldson's quote on the side of the... <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's just, it's let, let not let this season just, oh shit, we've got a cup final now. We, we need to try and get some momentum from somewhere. Why not keep the momentum going throughout? I was so impressed by the, the response to losing, losing the early goal. Yeah. No, definitely. And although it took till 44th minute to level, had been coming, United had been sitting off and allowing Hearts to push up the park. And delighted for, for Liam Boyce. It's not the cleanest of goals. The goalkeeper should do a lot better. He's looked very suspect in, in recent months, Seagrist. But um, Ryan, from a Hearts perspective, nice attack in the right. It's great to see Nathaniel Atkinson, I thought, had a, a really good game getting up there and drilling the cross into the box. And it, it's unfortunate the way the keeper deals with it, but that's what I want to see from someone putting a cross in. And I'm sure from a defender's point of view, that's the worst thing from a cross is when it's just rifled in low into the six-yard box because it, it could just come off anyone. 100%. And I think... Sort of sometimes uh, fullbacks or wingers can get that sort of, you know, they want to find that perfect ball and pick somebody out. Sometimes the best ball is just whacking it as hard as you can across mm-hmm. the face of goal and, and making defenders defend. I was always big on that and still am is, you know, if you continually put defenders under pressure, you want to ho- well, you'd hope that one of them will make a mistake, one of them will lose their man slightly. Anything can happen if you just continually make defenders defend and, um, like you said, Atkinson did really well at the weekend and, and he has done in the, the past few weeks and it's uh, from a personal point of view, it's really good to see. Hearts started the second half really strongly. I wasn't sure how they'd come out after the break if United would have that renewed confidence again, but Hearts started much stronger and just before the hour mark took the lead and it was someone who <laughs> wasn't in the game early on, but I thought really grew into it and you mentioned him already, Mark, Josh Ginelli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um He's a frustrating player, I think, sometimes because he's not shown it enough this season. He's only shown it in flashes, but he's a different option and he plays that almost, he was basically playing up front at times in the second half. But you see Cochrane with a lovely weighted ball over the top, but his pace in off the shoulder of defence can be really useful. When I, I watched it the second time, 
he actually does really well to take it down. And I think his touch is more deliberate than I first gave him credit for. Josh Ginelli has played 27 times in the top flight for Hearts this season. He's started 13 and he's come off the bench 14 times. He's been subbed 10 times. There's no consistency there. So what I would do is I would play him in every game between now and the end of the season. He's a winger. He's a wide player. Consistency of wide players, ask Ryan. How many consistent wingers have you seen over the years, Ryan? It's not easy when you're playing some, not playing others, isn't it? They get a free ride, those guys, wingers. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you do all the donkey work for them, behind them. Uh, we they do. just, yeah. But, mm-hmm. You know, I... The defender gets chucked in and it's all oh, he looks shaky or he doesn't look good. A winger <laughs> chucks in and he goes, Oh, he just needs a run of games. True or not? It's I think I think it's fair. I think the, the thing with flair players or wide players when it comes to the level of likes of, of hearts is people always say if they could do it every week consistently, then they wouldn't be at hearts. And I think that's the kind of level you're at, isn't it? If someone can take a player on and beat them constantly every game, every week. They, they were not playing in the Premiership for Heart and Midlothian. Um, yeah, I have no doubt if Ginelli went to another club in the Premier League and played every week that he would probably have, what, seven or eight goals, possibly? Five or six assists? And, and everyone would be saying, oh, take him. Possibly, so he, yeah. He does have that type of pace which you need as a, as a winger. He's got a, a good eye for goal. He's, he could probably be a little bit better, but you know, he's he's scored a f- fair few goals and, and important goals and um, yeah, like you said, just play him for these rest of these games and what an option that would be for the the cup final, either starting him up front or well, he probably wouldn't start up front, but bringing on that option of you know somebody that's full of confidence has scored a few goals and um, you know for the last thirty minutes running in behind. And the second half just turned into a really open and watchable affair. Ryan Edwards. Mm smashed in a terrific goal to level it six minutes after Hearts had gone ahead stepping in past Boyce and rifling it into the bottom corner um, typical centre-back uh, I know Ryan's got a good goal in him as well though as much as we slag him we've seen some clips of some pretty nice finishes but um, at this point it was just a game that was a joy to watch it probably could have gone either way but I think Hearts did deserve it to win it in the end and it's another Mackay assist 12 for the season and Ellis Sims smashing it home and from a from a perspective of how the goal is created and how it's finished, it, it just sums up this Hearts team just now, full of confidence, Barry mm-hmm. McKay flying, and Ellis Sims, who's really coming on to a game now. He's an angry striker of the football, isn't he? <laughs> and he's a very accurate striker of the football with power. And the two goals that he's scored recently, the goal against Hibbs at Hamden and, and that goal, the goalkeepers, Matt Macy and Benjamin Segrist, they haven't done much wrong. They've 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 got there as quick as they could. The ball's beyond their arm, their hand by the time he gets there. Just a clean super strike of the football and another assist. That was an excellent goal. And yeah, I know one of them were was appealing for offside, but that was a, a nice way to win it. Indeed. And obviously the three points I think are quite significant in terms of the table, right? Yeah. I know Mark last week talked about wanting to get closer to Rangers and further away from fourth. And the fact, you know, we're we're 19 behind Rangers, but we're 19 ahead of Dundee United. I think that shows where we're at. And this is a quite a pivotal point in, in terms of hearts. Can they push on and, and close that gap even more next season? Massively. And, and I, I feel that everything that's coming out from the players, from the staff, from the club is 
that we're looking up the way, not back the way, which is what you want. You know, you want to kick on next season. You want to extend that gap. Chances are it probably won't be 19 next season, but you want to make sure that you're nailed on for third, um, have a good run in Europe. And it's just a really, really feel-good factor around the club at the moment. Okay, moving on from the game against Dundee United, Ryan has got training to go to. He's so committed to the podcast, still <laughs> manages to jump on just before he, he heads off for the, the daily grind. Podcast, huh? Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Um, before you go, we are going to talk a little bit about um, awards. And one thing I would put to you, because before we talk about the manager, so PFA Team of the Year and PFA Player of the Year nominations have come up. And in typical fashion, I, I quite like a debate about these things, but Sometimes people are like, it's an outrage. Why is he not in? Why is he there? Blah, blah, blah. It's PFA Team of the Year, PFA Player of the Year, which is nominated by the players. And I always, I'm always quite interested in these ones because, you know, Ryan, you would have been involved in the voting for this before. So I don't watch Celtic every week. I don't watch Rangers every week. I watch Hearts every week. So I'll see them when they play us and I'll see the odd games, maybe the big games that are on TV and I happen to be watching it. Whereas you guys as players probably have a better idea than most fans, don't you? Because you'll come up against, you'll, you'll play these games up against these players on a regular basis. And as a collective, obviously, that sometimes gives quite a good barometer, I think. 100%. That's the difference. You know, the amount of games that I used to watch, say, a, an old for a Celtic and Rangers game, and you think, oh, he's not he didn't play well, he's not that good. And then you play against them, you know, a couple of weeks later and you're like, oh, wow, he's actually a lot bigger than I thought he was and he's a lot stronger and faster. And that there's, or, you know, for, for those votings, you could struggle against a certain winger. So he's going to be in your team of the week because you think, I don't want to play against him. I think he's done really well this season. So um, I do laugh on Twitter when you see it all and you're, why is this player in? Why is that player not in? It's, it is up to the players and, if I remember correctly, you sort of just get a like a, a four four two, or you just put your formation down and and just write those players down, and they tally whoever gets the most votes um, makes the squad. So um, it was good to see the the couple of Hearts players and and like even Hearts fans, you would probably argue that Halkett's been better than Suda. Yeah, yes, that that Suda's in there because you know he maybe catches the eye to to certain players, or um, you know you could possibly argue that Suda is more dangerous as a sort of centre-back. You know, mm -hmm. if you're playing against Hearts, it would be a case of you play on Suda and, and let Halka have the ball. So there's there's loads of variables that go into selecting those teams. But I do always find it quite interesting that, that everyone gets so hyped up about it. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that the third best centre-back for Hearts this season has made the squad. Suter, not that he's had a bad season, but I think Halkett and Kingsley have been ahead of him. But it's it's chosen by the players, so it's um it's an interesting an interesting one. I just wanted to get your your kind of thought on it because I always think I can like Carl Starfelt's an interesting one because I would criticise him quite a bit early in the season, saying whenever I see him, he looks terrible. And to be fair, he did. He was he was awful at Tynecastle in the season. I thought he looked very shaky when we played in the League Cup, but. I've only really seen him against Hearts in a couple of old firm games. Um, apparently, he's had a very good season on the whole. But I won't. I would. I won't. I don't watch enough of Celtic. Whereas you think all oh, the combined opposing players would get a better view when you put all those opinions together. Um, but anyway, yeah, 
you're right, there was a couple of hearts placed in there, which were which was good to see. Craig Gordon and goals, John Souter. And again, Mark, it's similar to the Craig Gordon one. You see comments from people. Why is Joe Hart not in there? Apart from anything, even if if you take out, I think Gordon's better anyway, but even if you take that out of it, Gordon easily can easily see has had a more influential season than Joe Hart, regardless of which keeper you think is better. Well, who's made the most saves in the league? Never mind between the two of them. The answer is Craig Gordon. Craig Gordon, player of the year, Robbie Nielsen, manager of the year. End of it. No more discussion required. <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, you, you brought up um, Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Award came up and the four nominees are Ange Postacoglu, Robbie Nielsen, Malky Mackay, Malky Mackay, Dick Campbell. You put a poll out there. Not surprisingly, you got almost 70% for Robbie Nielsen. Um Obviously, your Twitter is very heavily hearts orientated. I have to say, I think it's between Robbie Nielsen and Dick Campbell. If Dick Campbell yeah. won it, I would not, I would not be too disappointed with that. You know, I, I want Robbie to win it, but I think that would be a it'd be a fair argument to say what he's done with our growth is pretty impressive. Yeah, the the, the annoying thing, and and Ryan, I love that you're asked to vote. I mean. What? I think players' votes are due in kind of April time. I, I, I know the yeah. award is awarded. Oh, it's a nonsense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's a cup final still to come. Robbie Nielsen's the manager of the year, undoubtedly, if he wins the cup. If he doesn't win the cup and Dick Campbell gets it, you can't really argue. But for and Celtic if, fans, if, if our both end up in the Premiership and Hearts don't win the cup, well, then I think you'd I, say I it's clearly Dick Campbell. Well, if, I, yeah, if our both win, if our both get up and Hearts yeah, win the cup, you I mean. can argue it's Dick Campbell over Robbie Nielsen. But again, it's yeah. not a bad argument to have. But for anyone saying that Joe Hart, who, by the way, has made 43 saves this year, Craig Gordon has made 119 up until, and uh, including Saturday, 43 compared to 119. To those villages that are missing their <laughs> idiots, call them back, please. Jeez. Come on. Yeah. Indeed. On that note, we should probably let Ryan get to training. Yes, it's, uh, I don't want to miss this chat, but I know that my um, the Wi-Fi or the internet isn't the greatest in the car. No. So, um, <laughs> well, we can let how, you, how, you, you guys How are you going to do the predictions then? If you, well, I'll tell you, you what. Are you going to welcome no. Ryan back at the end as a pre-recorded no. secret magical just, thing? Well, Ryan, do you want to do your scoreline and scorer prediction for Hearts against Ross County before you dash? Yep, I'll go 2-0 Hearts. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go Ginelli. I think he's on okay. a bit of form. 2 0 Ginelli. Interesting. We'll, yeah, good. We'll, we'll keep that on in mind for when Mark and I do ours at the end of the show. But thank you for, thank you for, thank you for joining, Ryan. Enjoy no training. And we'll also have you back next week. To, you've won, to, you've won the league. What are you training for anyway? I mean, yeah, what you got, got left this season? Comp- another cup. Comp- I know the 23rd cup competition this season yes, in Kuwait, is it? Yeah. So we got the quarterfinal on. Uh, I think it's Massive. Friday. Good Huge. game for us. Good game. Oh, get yourself, yeah. get yourself that five-game ban so you can come back over the, for the cup final. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> Season finish before the cup final would be perfect. Fingers crossed. Well, right. have fun. No we'll worries, speak guys. Soon. Thank you very much. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Ryan. Bye. Okay, so Ryan's off to training, and it's now 7.46 on Wednesday evening, which means it's Heart of Midlothian against Rangers in the Scottish Youth Cup Final 2022. Uh, I'm Laurie Dunsire. Uh, I won't pretend that we're doing this from Hampden Park, doing from my living room uh, in Musselburgh, and joining me for coverage of this game is Mark Donaldson. 
something a little bit different because we're doing a game that will have been finished for a long time when people are listening to this. But it's just it's an opportunity for, for us to identify potential stars of the future or, or Hearts players that might have a chance. We've already seen Finlay Pollock, Mackenzie Kirk made his debut, uh, was it at Ross County? Yes. Um, a couple of weeks ago. Indeed, yeah, so yeah. A, a glimpse into the future. Indeed, so it's Heart of Midlothian against Rangers for those who maybe didn't watch the game or didn't check the coverage. This is the first uh, Youth Cup final since 2019. The following season, Aberdeen and Kamarnock reached the final, but it was never played due to COVID. Then last season, there wasn't a competition due to the ongoing pandemic. So um, Rangers are the current holders. They beat Celtic 3-2 at Hamden Park three years ago. Um, and a team that had Nathan Patterson in it, incidentally. Um, Hearts last won the competition in 2000, defeating Rangers 5-3 in the final. A certain mm-hmm. Craig Gordon in goals. And they were last in the final in 2016 when they lost 5-2 to Motherwell. So we are up and running. We're watching the game. Um, Hearts getting pressed back a little bit early on uh, and Rangers with an early chance. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, big save by so Liam McFarlane. A, yeah, yeah we, we, Hearts back three today seems to be uh, Civic. Um, seems to be <laughs> <laughs> Atkinson. Up now. What, t- for, the, for the listeners that haven't really seen too much of, of Hearts under-18s, this season, when the sides have met in the league, um, Hearts against Rangers, give us a, a flavour of, of how it's gone because it's uh, it's not gone that well. One way, it? pretty one way. I mean, Rangers have won all the meetings so far, and a couple of them pretty comfortably. I mean, if you look at the league table, uh, Rangers are currently top, albeit they've played quite a few more games than Hibs, who are in second, Hearts sitting in third. Uh, so Rangers certainly heavy favourites for this one. Um, I mean, talking about the Hearts defence there, they do play with the back three similar to the first team. Um, the, the main player in there is Callum Flatman, who's quite highly rated. And I have to thank um, Callum Robertson, formerly of HYDC, who gave me a little bit of a, a flavour of these players because I don't get a chance to watch them. He says he thinks Callum Flatman is very John Souter-like in the way he plays, loves to play out and is a very strong technical defender. And he is the captain. He's in that back three. So he's certainly one to watch. One of the things I like to see um, when a youth team is playing is that it's the same formation as the first Definitely. team. Yeah. Because it's easy to step in. You've got a left centre-back, a centre-back, and a right centre-back. So if we lost any of the three and we only had a youngster on the bench, potentially that youngster could come in as a direct replacement. So... I never understood why a first team would play maybe four at the back and, and a reserve team would play with, with three and it was just totally different systems. It's like they're two totally different teams and, and not in the same, um, there's no connection or, or whatever. So I'm, I'm glad that we're kind of playing a similar formation to the top team. Indeed. So we'll just reiterate. So the team is Liam McFarlane in goals, who we understand has developed quite a bit this year. He has been on the bench for the first team this season. Uh, a back three of Rathy Aitken and Callum Flatman, who I mentioned. On the right is Rocco Friel, who recently signed. Provides a lot of energy, we're told, on that right-hand side. And the same goes for Bobby McClucky on the left, who's had a really good second half of the season. But as we speak, Rangers with another chance early on. And it's a second save from Liam McFarlane. Uh, what's that? Yeah, Less is, than five minutes on the clock, Mark. He's 
Yeah, kept this is like the start that Dundee United made against us at the weekend. But a couple of uh, just individual errors at the back and a goalkeeper to thank. But we're not we're not going to go through the whole ninety minutes like this. We 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 just want to give you a flavour. Laurie will be able to edit um, the bits of of kind of nothingness out of it. But we just wanted to to kind of see what the future looks like potentially and what an incentive for for these kids to do well and maybe even force their way into to Robbie Nielsen's plans. Although I think we've seen, Laurie, that at this age group, Robbie likes to to kind of see youngsters go out on loan if he thinks they've got a right chance. And and um, they, they carefully manage the kids, don't they, with regards to, to the relevant loan deals? They certainly do. It's obviously a big part of it. I mean, we've got um, young Finlay Pollock is in the middle of the park, which is good to see as well. And uh, as you mentioned, Mackenzie Kirk and is a really good tackle there just under six minutes in from Callum Flatman. So I think, Mark, um, I'll, I'll probably, uh, we'll probably jump ahead after this moment, but it's looking like it's going to be a game for goalkeeper and defenders to be um, on on their game for this for Hearts. <laughs> it might be a carbon copy of the Cup final as well on May the 21st. Oh, I hope but, not. Yeah, likewise. Okay, so we're just about to hit the 15-minute mark at Hamden. It's all Rangers at the moment, Mark, and 17-year-old Liam McFarlane has already made three decent saves, the last one from a, a Rangers free kick. So maybe maybe another goalkeeping option coming through. Been learning from the best in Craig Gordon. Well, this was another reason for the two of us doing this as well, because I, think, I, I know you've watched uh, two or three of the women's games this season, uh, and maybe seen one of the under eighteen games, but it gives us an opportunity to to, to kind of keep tabs on on, on what we have. Um, goalkeeper's been excellent so far, and for so long we've spoken about Harry Stone as as the natural replacement to to Craig Gordon. But the more options that we have at various age groups, the better. And this this young man looks uh, looks very assured because he's been very busy in the early stages. Yeah, I should say uh, the feedback that we got from from Callum Roberts and he said that he's really developed physically this year, works hard in all aspects of his game which is why he was obviously the next option to get on the bench for Hearts earlier this campaign uh, and yeah kept busy, a really good strong one-handed save from a free kick but he's also shown some good bravery coming out and blocking at the feet of a Rangers player so certainly positive but I mean let's be straight at the moment it does look like it's going to be a very difficult game for Hearts against a a talented Rangers side. While we're while we're having a little update, I, I was looking back at some uh, games from the past, shall we say. So Hearts have won the Youth Cup three times, Mr. Donaldson. 1992-93, managed by Sandy Clark. 97-98, mm-hmm. managed by Peter Houston. And 99-2000, managed by John McGlynn. Now, I was looking through these teams. Which of these sides do you think ended up producing the most senior appearances for Hearts. So, totting up the players in the match day squad for the final, so that's who started and the subs, and how many senior appearances they went on to play for Hearts. I've, I've totted them up. How much do you th- Who do you think got the most? The 93 Cup winning team, the 98 or the 2000? Well, I would naturally say 92-93 for the quality of players that they had. I was lucky enough to be at all three games. Oh, um, okay. And I, 
Yeah, and unfortunately, I missed two of the three goals at Ibrox because I went for a piss and I went for food. <laughs> um, and, and, and missed two of the three. Um, the Dundee United game against uh, against them at Tyne Castle uh, was was a, a decent uh, decent performance. But I'm wondering if it's the Craig Gordon side, simply because he's contributed so many appearances in a Hearts jersey. Well, you, your first instinct was correct, actually. It's the 93 cup-winning team, and it's more because side. it's... Yeah, I mean, you look at the players, so the players who played that day, it was a 3-1 win for Hearts. Kevin Thomas, Alan McManus, and David Murray scored the goals. But of that side, uh, you had Gary Locke made 189 senior appearances, Paul Ritchie made 162, Grant Murray 99, Kevin Thomas 66, Alan McManus 55, David Murray made 14, 11 for Stuart Callahan, um, and one each for Miles Hogarth and Mark Bradley. So 598 senior appearances in total and three cup winners, Locke, Richie, Murray, in 98. Yeah, um, and it was around it was around that time. Um, I, I don't know why. It must have been a pal of mine. Took me to the game at Easter Road the season before when Hibs beat Air United to win it in 92. And that was around the time where there was a lot of talk because Hibs had reached the final the year before and lost to Dundee United. There was a lot of talk that this was a golden generation for Hibs. And Hearts were under a, a bit of pressure because um, like Sandy, Sandy Clark was in charge and and when Hibs won it, there was that kind of right, they're, they're, this could be the, the golden generation that we've not had at Easter Road for goodness knows how long. But there was a quiet confidence among among Hearts kind of officials at the time um, that the side that they had, um, I'm not saying it would have been better or whatever, but they could more than match them. And, and I think... I can't remember who was in that Hibs lineup. I don't know how many of them went on to do things, but I'd be surprised if they had a better career collectively than the Hearts team and the squad that did that beat Rangers in, in 93. Yeah, interestingly, I was looking at the, the three sides, so there is certainly one one big player from each of them in many ways. So you've got Gary Locke was obviously the, the big one. I mean, Paul Ritchie, of course, as well, a couple of big ones, but then you got Robbie Nielsen was part of the side and. In 98, behind him, Scott Severin made the next most appearances of that side. Stephen Simmons in there as well. And then in 2000, of course, Craig Gordon by far. Stephen Simmons was actually in both. He was in the 98 um, cup-winning side, although, albeit an unused sub. And then he started the game in, in 2000. So he he went on. But um, yeah, the most was the 93 winning team. And then next was 98 and then 2000. 408 appearances between the 2000 side, although 248 of those were made up by Craig Gordon. Oh, 20 minutes in at Hamden. Present day and Rangers flash a shot wide and still one-way traffic. It's a hard one at the moment, Mark, to judge a lot of these Hearts players apart from maybe the goalkeeper and the defenders. Yeah, I, I don't know what experience these, these Rangers kids have of, of playing at the stadium. Um, don't see why they would be playing that often any more than, than the Hearts boys, but they just seem to have, have taken uh, the occasion and, and taken it in their stride. And it does seem to be uh, to be one way. We've had one or two kind of um, counter-attacks. Yeah. yeah, but nothing that's that's really come to anything. They look more composed right now. What I should say is um, I've heard that most of this Hearts team, I think maybe possibly all of them, are still eligible for under-18s next season. This Rangers side actually contains a few players who are part of their Lowland League club, you know, the, the play in the yeah. Lowland League for the yep. bees so mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a step above for some of those so it's certainly a, a tall ask Great but experience quarter of the way through the game still nil nil 
a great experience for the boys and I think it's it's just building on this um, because I did a feature today um, on ESPN FC about the, the, the kind of top under 21s in the world right now and granted there's there's some fantastic talent out there but there's no guarantee that if you're a fantastic 21 year old that you're you're going to be a fantastic professional six seven years from them we've, we've seen enough players you've played enough football manager to know that you can get some <laughs> wonderful talent coming through the ranks but concurrently there are players that might take a little bit longer that that, that are stars as teenagers that, that might go on to do something and i think i'd be intrigued to see um kind of over the years from that team in, in 93 and the team in in 98 and and 2000 they all won it but of all the other teams that have, have played over the years what kind of percentage if, if we get two out of the 11 going on to play for the first team is 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 that decent is that low because ultimately you, sh you should be getting more than that but the team in 93 we had a lot going through so well, it's i love the well, fact I, that, that i i i anticipated that you might have a a question like that so hearts were last in the final in 2016 and i listed this team um okay. probably tells a story so the team in 2016 is mason liam smith jordan mcgee two players that did get into the team uh, bauer henderson not ewan henderson uh, buchanan beef mccurdy morrison mcdonald that's anthony mcdonald who did get a handful of games dario zanata uh, lewis moore roy uh, McLean substitutes Easton and Jones. So that's six years ago. You've got a few players who got a handful of games, but yeah. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe I should maybe I should change what I said in the two regular starters for the team because you you should get with, with the subs and everything like that, you should get most of them. Hopefully, going on to to do something um, and and play for the first team at least one but yeah i know i, I agree i, a couple, I mean that's, a couple of that's regular kind of disappointing ones. i think 2016 in a way of from a development point of view isn't it yeah and and regular starters when you look at the at the 93 side i i just felt they had a maturity about them and it, it was kind of most of them i think if i remember rightly were kind of last year at that age level but it was like the the hips players that they had, the, the kind of Kevin Thompsons, the Scott Browns, the Gary O'Connors, the Derek Rardens, from time to time you, you just get a year when it's like, whoa, these boys have got a chance. Now, I would be surprised if Hearts won today, not just because they're playing Rangers, not just the way it started as well, but from what you said, players who, most of them have still got another year at, the, at this level. I mean, over here they, they, they talk about um, the, the kind of rookies, they talk about the sophomore season, which is year two, and they, they have different kind of ways of, of kind of doing things. Now, the top guys don't do all four years of university. Um, a lot of them opt out maybe after two or, or three. But see, Hearts, you've got to play to the strength here. Hearts had a little chance there. That is something from a corner. It wasn't just chucked in because Rangers look like they've got a bit of height. Stephen Naismith's obviously worked at them or worked with them for uh, set plays. So that was well worked. It didn't have an end product. But it's nice to see that the the work that's put in on the training ground, and of course at the same uh, the same stadium a couple of weeks ago, we had something that was worked on at the training ground. Stephen Kingsley's free kick, even though it wasn't him that was working on it. It's nice to see that it's it's not just a case of play the game. Um, let's try and come up with one or two things, and and I thought that was a I thought that was a decent move. 
Oh, it's a goal for Rangers. Speed coming. Yeah. It's that 34th minute. Yep. From a corner as well. We didn't defend it well. And it was it was a sloppy goal to to concede. Just when we were starting to make inroads in this game as well, it was a bad-headed clearance. No one picks him up. And a good finish from about 16 yards out. But that's that's a sloppy goal to lose. Interestingly enough, we were speaking earlier, Laurie, about formations and going with the same formation. Um, no one on the post there. So obviously that's an individual preference from the coach, Stephen Naismith, thinking, OK, he doesn't want anybody in the post. If there'd been someone on the post there, it would have still been difficult, but it might have made it less of a... I get a decent chance um, for, for Rangers who've taken the lead with 10 minutes to half time. It'll be interesting to see how Hearts react to that because they have largely been on the back foot. Not the best bit of defending from a set piece and a pretty smart finish, it has to be said. So, McAnally with a goal for Rangers and now Mackenzie Kirk get a bit frustrated. It's first Hearts playing a book, a bit of a late challenge on the Rangers goal scorer. Um, so Rangers ahead, having a look back at some of the teams from the past. Uh, in terms of the 2000 team, it's interesting. Obviously, Craig Gordon came out of that side. Neil Janicek got a couple of goals. Alan McElroy, Darren Goldie, Ryan Davidson. Um, you would have hoped, you know, the Craig Gordon team might have produced a few more, but I was having a look through. So it was Craig Gordon, Stephen Simmons... But then, other than that, Neil Janicek got 27 senior appearances. Um, Robert Sloan, 25. Ryan Davidson got a couple. Darren Goldie and Paul Caxan got one each. Um, just didn't quite come together. Is Caxan. Caxan. How did you How did you pronounce his name? Well, you might be right, but we always pronounce it Kazan. Kazan. Oh, I, it's the only time I've ever seen that name, to be Pro fair. Probably. I remember, Laurie, having a conversation. Not... Um, with a microphone, just having a chat with Craig Levine about Neil Janchik. And he thought, in a league where midfielders we got loads of time, not, not Scotland, because it's just 100 mile an hour stuff, but he felt in a league where midfielders get time and space on the ball, deep-lying midfielders, that Neil Janchik would, would, would do really, really well. And My brother-in-law played with, with him and Craig Gordon um, at Tynecastle Hearts all those years ago. Um, and Craig was like different class. Uh, Neil was was pulling the strings in midfield. My brother-in-law was was up front, and they had a lot of success. And my brother-in-law Graham got loads of goals based on on Neil Janchik's assists. But sometimes you you need a bit of luck. You, you you can't just have ability. You've got to have more than that. You've got to have a bit of luck on your side. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. Um, luck with injury as well. There's so many things go into it, and. There's, there's a lot of players that you think, how's he got a career for himself as a professional footballer, whereas someone that you thought as a youngster, oh, they, they could be the next big thing. There's so much that goes into to actually making it. Um, it's it's frightening, and, and credit to those who do, because it's not an easy path to, to kind of go or go along. Yeah, a few, we've mentioned a few of the notable hearts winners um, who've won this competition, you know, Nielsen, Gordon, Ritchie. Severin, Locke, um, a few others out there, and other teams. Mark Birchall did it with, with Celtic and went to Hearts. Craig Beatty, you've got Charlie used Adam. To be the, yeah, it used to be the BP Youth Cup. That's when yeah. Hearts won it in 1992-93. It was the BP Youth Cup. And Rangers oh. have scored a second. That's offside, I think. Don't worry. Offside. 
don't worry, okay, well, we got away with that. 39th yeah, minute offside, but Rangers certainly taking control of this one. Um, who else you got? Barry Mackay won it. 2014 right, Rangers okay. against heart, against Robbie Nielsen's hearts. Um, you, yeah, you've got quite a few. Kieran Tierney. Was Callum that the penalty shootout one? Yes, it was 2014, just before Robbie Nielsen became the Hearts first team manager. He uh, um, he he had his team playing some really good football back then, Robbie Nielsen, before he became the, the first team manager. Really, really good football. Very similar to, to what he hopes to, to have right now. Yeah, a bit of a bit of physicality, but on the deck and and try and play some some nice stuff. That was a really good final. I remember watching that on TV, the, the two all game that went to penalties. Oh, and it's 2-0 Rangers, and it's a bit of an unfortunate one for Liam McFarlane in goals. He's done everything well so far, and then um, a comfortable low one that just goes underneath him. Uh, just horrible, and that's pretty much that. I don't think there's any way back for Hearts now. That's yeah. When a goalkeeper puts his head in his hand straight away when he loops around and sees the ball in the back of the net, you know it ain't good news. Yeah, we've just got about a minute left of the first half and Rangers number nine blasting the ball straight at him. It's Wilson in attack and it just squeezes under Liam McFarlane. A real shame because he's played very well up until this point. The streets ahead of us, sadly. Um, trying to put a positive spin on this is tough. <laughs> Again, their two goals have come just after we've had decent spells of possession. So... That's not, not ideal. Yeah, I mean, I'd say in terms of an attacking sense, Mackenzie Kirk's had a couple of nice flashes, actually. You can yeah, see why good. he's getting closer to the first team. Physical, strong and clever is how he was summed up by Callum Robertson to me. And, I would have uh, liked to see more from Finlay Pollock so far. He's been pretty quiet. And he's obviously made an impact in the first team and you think, okay, because there's nothing better. It's like the Spurs song, he's one of our own when they, when they chant about Harry Kane. There's nothing better than than players coming through the the, the heart system um, and and doing well and look I, I think we, we've we've always kind of said credit where credit's due and we've been fulsome in our praise right now as the halftime whistle goes at Hamden with Rangers winning two 0 If there is a slight criticism of Hearts over the years, uh, it's that we haven't produced enough from um, from the talent that we have at Rickerton that's come through to the the first team. Is is that a fair? comment based on on what we've seen over the and this isn't more recent thing this is going back five ten years i don't think what we're spending on on youth development and, and rickerton is uh is being mirrored by players coming through and being successful in the first team i think we're a few years behind i mean i think this team has got a bit of promise but they're very young i mean we saw um Young Ewan Simpson being mentioned in the press today, Aston Villa potentially tracking him. He's playing today, but 15 years of age. So um, this is the under 18. So most of these players will be playing in next season. Hopefully they can kick on. Fourth in the, uh, no, sorry, I think third in the table, did I say? So they're actually doing reasonably well at the moment. They've had a good season. Yeah. So um, yeah, I agree with you. Over the last five or six years, not this bunch necessarily, but we haven't. No, no, seen not enough. this bunch. Yeah. Um, sure. And yeah. At the break of the moment, unfortunately, as Mark mentions, halftime whistle, uh, Hearts no Rangers too. Okay, Mark, we're watching the 
early stages of the, of the second half at Hamden. Stephen A. Smith is the coach of the Hearts under 18, someone who won the competition in 2004 when he was a youngster at Kilmarnock. Apparently since he's taken over from John Rankin, the team transitioned into attack a lot quicker than previously mm. a very just purely possession-based team with John Rankin. I, I guess it's something to be looking to focus on, maybe try and hit Rangers on the counter a bit more. I'm, I'm sure Stephen Naismith would have been keen to keep his side um, keep his side G'd up and confident and, and, and believing in themselves they can get back in this. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hope they're a bit more physical as well. And while saying that, they've got a really strong challenge in on young Rory Wilson, who scored a second goal for Rangers, and he's only 16 years old. Him and Ewer in attack have, have, have led our defence a, a merry dance. Um, but I, I think we have to we have to be better in possession. We, we have to um, close them down quicker. I felt we stood off them too much in the first half. And and you know what? 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, it's all the same. Have a go instead and, and, and see what you can get because you never know how they'd react if they concede the next goal. Uh, we've got a free kick right now inside their half. And uh, Rory Wilson, by the way, 16 years old. What a talent this kid could be, and no wonder. You were talking earlier about one of the Hearts players being linked with a move to Aston Villa. There's a lot of interest in, in Rory Wilson, the, the Rangers striker. It's been a fairly positive start to the second half for Hearts, and there was actually a change at the break. Murray Thomas apparently was quite unlucky not to make the start in 11, so he's come on wearing number nine to give Hearts a bit of a threat. Callum Sandilands going off. So Murray Thomas, apparently quite industrious, likes to work hard and arrive late into the box. So positive signs, Mark, start of the second half? Couldn't have asked for a better start to the second half without scoring. The game's been played inside Rangers' half for the most part. Uh, a couple of times on the counter, they could have hit us. Um, and maybe got a third, but the, their final ball wasn't good enough. But yeah, we don't have Mackenzie Kirk as isolated as he was in the first half. And it's all right having possession. We need to do something with it. That's the next task. But we've, he's, he's got to be happy, Stephen Naismith, at how his team has started this second half. And, and the one thing I've noticed above all other things is the physicality aspect. I just thought we were a little bit too soft. We stood off the Rangers players uh, quite a lot in the first half. Um, there's been none of that. There's been a couple of uh, a couple of little naughty reminders from the Hearts players. That's what you need because it's only illegal if you don't get caught, or if you get caught, it's only illegal if you get caught. Careful with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's only illegal if you get caught. You I tell you what, um, Callum Flatman, the captain, just won it there, and he's looked he's looked good in for a youth player, pretty decent yeah, well, physically as well. He, he, he has done, but oh, what we've seen in the second half McKenzie as well, is the, oh. the, shot's, the shot's not too far away, it's deflected over, but it, I don't think it's any surprise that the way Hearts have started this second half is because Finlay Pollock's seen so much more of the ball. It was his driving run from midfield yeah. that sets up Mackenzie Kirk here. He was anonymous in that first half, so I'm glad that he's certainly getting, getting a fruit on the ball. And that's two or three corners that we forced, we just need a, a better delivery this time. Interesting, Mark. They just mentioned in the coverage about the 2014 final that we'd spoken about earlier, Robbie Nielsen's young heart side losing on penalty kicks um, ended to a piece. Uh, Craig Halkett was on the score sheet for the Rangers youth team 
that game. Oh. Uh, Barry Mackay was playing. Liam Kelly was in goals. I'm looking at the Hearts team as well. Um, Callum Patterson, Liam Smith. You've got Jordan McGee in there. That was a um, game in Paisley, wasn't it? King playing as well. Yeah, 2-2. Two, two, mm-hmm. I actually covered it with Jack Hamilton on co-coms right. with me. Liam Kelly actually scored the decisive penalty. There you go. Go on, McClucky. Good feet. Oh, nice feet. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, dear, that's much better. Oh, unlucky McClucky. Mm. <laughs> Don't tell me you're laughing at your attempt at humour. No, I'm laughing at your reaction to my attempt at humour. McClucky in possession nearly scores, so you follow that up with unlucky McClucky. <laughs> Come on, son. You're better than that. If he scores, could we manage something that rhymes that doesn't swear? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So another change here for Mark Mackenzie Ross coming on. Someone who can play midfield or up top does like to get on the score sheet as well. And 25 minutes to go. Decent second half. Hearts getting some good positions, but at the moment Rangers kind of blocking everything that comes their way. Just feel they need to get a goal to give them a little bit of hope. Stephen Naismith will be very happy uh, at what he's seeing from his team up to the end product because we've not really forced their goalkeeper into a save. We've seen so much more of the ball. Mackenzie Kirk's no longer isolated. The 3 4 3 or 3 6 1, it was a 3 6 1 in the first half, is very much a 3 4 3 now. And we've realised that, you know what, we're going to have to give them opportunities on the break if they can get the ball back from from our set plays or our possession. Um, and they've, they've had a couple of looks, but the problem that we are having is not troubling their goalkeeper. Final 15 minutes here, Mark. Uh, Mackenzie Kirk coming off, maybe one of the brighter players for Hearts in an attacking sense. And James Wilson coming on now. We are far from experts on the youth team and um, not all the information is available, but I was told by someone he's possibly still only 15 still, James Wilson, but has a good change of pace. Uh, but certainly, uh, even even for an under-18s game, it's getting very youthful out there. It is, and it's been a, it's been a better second half for Hearts. Uh, they've been more physical, they've put challenges in, they've not given Rangers as much space because they allowed them to play in the first half. I still get the feeling Rangers have kind of got Hearts at arm's length right now. And they're pretty happy to give up some of this possession because they know that Hearts aren't really going to trouble them. But I think Finlay Pollock has been a lot better in the second half. We've seen him and he's been involved. Mackenzie Kirk before he went off. Um, I, I, I do like the boy Callum Flatman at the back. He's someone who, <laughs> if he's That's managed good. correctly over the next couple of years, he, he could make our our first team squad um, because he's he's a big boy for, for that age group. He looks like a leader. Yeah, Pasnick went off injured for Rangers, but the other thing I noted down since is Callum Flatman getting a yellow card for a pretty ferocious tackle. But yeah, looks like he could uh, he could easily step up in the next couple of years. You look at some of the players of, of, of late, not so much Hearts players, but gone on to, to do well and have stood out in cup finals. Hibs were a goal down a few years ago and, and won it, turned it around. Um, I think it was against Aberdeen and Ryan Porteous. Um, scored a goal there. Th- there's similarities there. 
in that he, he looks big for this age group and he looks like he's a he's a leader. Um, so yeah, there's one or two positives. We're gonna have to score pretty quick um, to to have a chance of getting anything from it. I'd like to see how Rangers react if we do get a goal because they've had it too too comfortable yeah. for for too long in this game. Oh, goal! Yes, go hard! Come on, goal! It's the sub, Thomas. Only been on about five minutes, and Stephen Naismith is well pumped up. Now we'll see how Rangers react. Two one, eight minutes to go. Really nice goal as well. Yeah, like you say, the sub Thomas. He does really well. <clears throat> he loses possession first of all, but digs in and wins it back. Brings on his right foot. That's a lovely curling effort into the right corner. And what? Yeah, seven and a half minutes to go. Game on at Hamden. I don't know if he's lost his boot or something, but something went flying. I think it's a shin pad. A, sh a shin guard. Oh, here we go. He, he, now you, here's your moment, <laughs> no. son. Here's your moment after the weekend on Sunday with your shin guard conversation. How is that possible to shoot the ball to end up in the back of the net and the shin guard to go about 10 yards? <laughs> What's that all about? I've never seen that know. before. Well, the last time the sides met in the final, it was 2-2. Murray Thomas scored in the semi-final against Inverness as well. Really nice finish. Rangers so are much better, nervous, isn't it? Yeah. They have. A little bit of belief, putting them under pressure, because they had all day to do what they wanted in the first half. And I, I, I don't know what Stephen Naismith did at halftime. I don't know if he was a read the riot act or if he's calm or, or whatever, but he would have been perfectly within his rights to, to read the, the riot act and say, you just want to roll over and get your tummies tickled, get back on the bus and just... Say, oh, well, never mind. Or do you want to actually go and do something here? Let's put a boot in. Let's see what they're made of. Because you've let them be whatever they wanted to be in the first half. And they really have responded to whatever Stephen Naismith said at halftime. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go oh, back heel. Okay. Oh. Unlucky, unlucky. Attack that. That's it. Well played. Look at that. Come on, the hearts. Ah! Oh, ricochet! Oh, you jammy ball! Oh. <laughs> right, Mark, we've got just over 30 seconds left. Hearts free kick inside the Rangers half. This is uh, kitchen sink time, isn't it? It is. It'll be the last chance of the game. When you look back at a game like this and assuming we lose it by two goals to one, the frustration will be, well, why didn't we start playing until the second half? Why did we stand off them? Why did we show them too much respect in the first half? Well, it's, it's a learning process. But where there's life, there's hope. And we've got one more free kick, five yards from the far touch line, ten yards inside the Rangers' half. And the delivery has flicked on. And it's the captain, Flatman. Keeps it alive at the corner flag. Ah, oh, McClucky doesn't get oh, lucky. Oh, needs to and get that in the box, doesn't he? Well, he's it back. back, and there's still time. This is it. Now or never. Oh, Cam Flatman falls over. Everyone misses it. Oh, back in the box now. Look at the watch by the referee. That's it. Game over. Did well Full in the second half. Very there. well, but too much to do. Ultimately, yes. full time at Hamden, and the holders retain the Youth Cup. Rangers win by two goals to one in the end. But 
a much stronger second half. It's Rangers' eighth win in this competition. Hearts runners up for a fourth time. Couldn't add to the three times they've won it. But Mark, in the end, I mean, you know, we're, we're looking at this from a perspective. Neither of us get much of a chance to watch the the youth team. Um, it's been quite interesting. Obviously started very nervous back foot in the first half. I thought Liam McFarlane, the goalkeeper, did very well, although suspect for the second goal, but he really kept hearts in it before then. But much stronger second half and I think you probably I think we're probably gonna agree with this. I mean the 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 big standout for me, I think, or the player that I'd like to think looks like he's possibly gonna be sniffing about the first team in the next year or two be Callum Flatman, the captain in defence. Yeah. And I don't know what their their plans are going to be for someone like Callum. Um, it might be a the, the way they kind of do the loans. The, the first loan that they usually send them out on, depending on abilities, like a a League One, maybe a League Two side. If you could toughen them up in in, in League One, because he already looks like he's pretty tough, and then see how he gets on. But just regular game time, and and Flatman looked looked very good um, in in that game. It's frustrating because we left ourselves with with too much to do. However. Um, we can take plenty positives from that second half. And Stephen Naismith will be proud of the boys in the second half. And just looking at some of the results, that's a hell of a a, a closer game in the second half than when Rangers won 4-0 against Tarts back in March. We've beaten Celtic the last twice we've played them, 3-2 at home and 5-1 away. Um, we've beaten Hibs the last time we played them as well. Uh, beat Dundee United by seven goals to one. Yeah, there's been some mixed results, but... If they can get that second half performance more often than not, then I think the future is pretty bright. Just don't show teams like Rangers as much respect as you showed them in the first half because that that game was pretty much done and dusted at halftime. Indeed, 2-0 down at halftime, but a much better second half. A lovely goal from Murray Thomas after coming off the bench, but Hearts couldn't force an equaliser and in the Youth Cup final, the silverware unfortunately stays in Glasgow and goes the way. Of Rangers. Well, that was a bit different. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it came across reasonably entertaining. If you didn't get a chance to to follow the Youth Cup final, or, or even if you did, through a few a few tidbits out there. But um, yeah, look, we, and again, thank you to um, Callum Robertson who follows the youth team and gave me some messages before the game because I won't pretend that I've got much knowledge of a lot of these players. Uh, Davey Allen, London Hearts, actually gave us a bit of info as well. He keeps track of as much as he can. Um, but for, you know, we'll be in the same boat, I think, as a lot of Hearts fans watching at home uh, tonight in terms of this will be the first time they've seen most of those players or some of them will be the first time they've seen any of them. Um, but it is good, isn't it, to get a glimpse of these a bit more often. It is, because we're desperate for Hearts not to have to go and do their shopping everywhere else because they can't produce some of their own. And it'd be nice to be able to do shopping elsewhere in addition to the promotion of, of some of our own um, from, from the youth team. Just watching Gary Locke hand out the medals right now. And I know it's only under 18s, and, and a lot of these kids are, are 16 and 17, and, and it's, it's only their, their kind of first season or two and they've still got another one or two years left at this level and it's something that, that they can be proud of there's only two teams that can reach the youth cup final and you you said earlier um hearts haven't reached it since uh, they beat yeah, were beaten by 
by Motherwell in 2016. Um, Rangers before that, and even before that, it'd been eight years. So it's not it's not a competition. We've won it three times. We've done okay in it, but I'd rather be in it than watching it on TV. And it's just a case of okay, what now? Use what happened tonight. Um, try and take that bad taste in your mouth and that kind of, oh, what? imagine we'd done that right from the start. And by the way, that's a learning curve for Stephen Naismith as well. Because Stephen Naismith has given up his playing career in order to be a coach and by all accounts is doing very well. He'll look back on that before he even talks to, like at the cold light of day, he'll look back at that and he'll, he'll kind of say, okay, well, we maybe stood, stood off them too much. We maybe respected them too much. He can learn from that as well. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate tonight. We were beaten by a better side, I think, o- overall, who could easily have been four or five up at half time. But we more than matched them in the second half. And if that's the best Scotland's got to offer right now, when we went toe-to-toe with them, then I think there's positive signs from tonight. And I think the, the kids that might feel hard done by and feel annoyed and despondent, they should be proud of themselves. Okay, before we go, let's uh, do our predictions for the weekend's game for the senior team. Of course, Ryan McGowan already gave us his prediction, and he went 2-0 for Heart of Midlothian. Who did he go for scorer? He went for... Oh, my God, because it was like two hours ago. Uh, I remember he went for... On the spot, Josh Janelli. He went he for did. Josh Janelli. He did. I he did. That. I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere. Uh-oh. Anyway, yeah. So Ryan McGowan went two 0 hearts against Ross County and Josh Janelli to score. What do you reckon, then, Mark? This is a Ross County side still well in the mix for mm-hmm. European football. They've had a very decent season. I think Callum Flatman and Mackenzie Kirk with the goals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to go 2-1 and Gary Mackay-Steven among the goals. Okay, interesting. Well, Scott Wilson commentated for Heart of Midlothian for the first time in August 2002. Heart commentated on? Commentated? No, he wasn't doing that job. That was you. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember <laughs> was, him doing that. Whoa. He was stadium announcer for the first time in 2002 and a very memorable game against Hibs. Now, I think it's only fitting that Hearts of of 2022 emulate the team of 2002 and repeat that scoreline. So for no no reason other than that, I'm going to go with... I know Ross County are a pretty good side. I'm going to go with Heart of Midlothian 5, Oh, Ross man. County won. Who, who's going to score four goals and which player is going to get the man of the match that isn't the one that scored four <laughs> goals? <laughs> well, let's, like, I'm, I'm not going to go that silly. No one's going to score four. But, I mean, the big striker stole the show that day. So let's go. Ellis Sims is going to get on the oh, score sheet. He's going to score more than once. Oh, and Hearts will yeah. win 5-1 to give... Scott Wilson the perfect send-off. And it'll be the circle. that It'll come full circle. From twenty years ago, do you, do you know what? Do you know what's only? I mean, <laughs> unless, unless you know what, are going to be like straight after. Training, right? What did you go for? Who you got? And he'd be like, "Come on, Dunsar." I think it's it's only fitting 
that and, and t- tell me to piss off if, if you want. You've done it before, and I'm sure you'll, you'll do it again. When Scott was on our podcast and I asked him the question, why did you play that bloody song? Um, the first song of, uh, that you ever played, before anyone even comes into Time Castle. La, 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 la. That one, whatever it is, I don't know. Um, we've, as a, as a mark, yeah. That's the one, propaganda. Dual. We've got a dual propaganda. Yeah, that... I honestly, been at Tide Castle for all those years, and when he used to, to play the, 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 the song, a lot of the time he'd kind of test it out, whatever. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that bloody song. But because <laughs> it's him and because it's his last home game, and for the service that, that he's given after replacing Mark McKenzie, who gave wonderful service as well to, uh, to Hearts, he's such a big jambo. I think a little nod to him would be Jewel and Propaganda as our song to, to play out after my way in Frank Sinatra last week. Why not? I've, if anyone deserves it, it's Mr. Scott Wilson. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully any of our scorelines come in. But, um, Just a win? Mo- yeah, a win. Mo- most, mo- mostly mine. That would be nice for that Scott and pitch. for me. Mostly mine. Was it? Yeah. Like, was, when I get excited, that's what happens. Indeed. Indeed it um, was. We'll be back next week to discuss Hart's thumping victory over at Ross County. Maybe Ellis Sims will get four. Who knows? And um, we bid farewell to uh, Hart's Hart's legend in Scott Wilson. So hopefully a good send-off. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. Let's make some noise. <laughs>